Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. Again, this is Kevin Ray, your host, here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you for joining us today as we bring you topics in the news and information that we hope that will help you um, plan whatever you're doing in your life. And a lot of what we talk about has to do with our community here in Knoxville. But we also want to touch on things all throughout the state, all throughout the nation, and, and quite frankly, all throughout the world. We're heard worldwide on thehousinghour.com. You can find our shows, past shows, and share them with friends and family. Today, we are so glad to have in studio Knox County Mayor Tim Burchett. Tim, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. We're always grateful for the opportunity to speak with our leaders because that's one of the most important positions in our area as it relates to uh, the things that are important, you know, and and a lot's going on, Tim. You know, you um, and uh, I guess McIntyre just had the groundbreaking for the two new schools that are coming and that's sure exciting and I think that that was a good collaboration between you and their office can can you talk a little bit how that came together I, th- I know a lot of people are excited about that yeah we um, actually uh, in the in the initial budget we had basically said all or nothing mm-hmm. and then when we got back from what the school system was interested in we just said no we're not going to do it and then um and so we were going down that path and then um we um we got together on a few things and put our differences aside did you say if you will um step down then we'll make this happen is that (laughs) no no not hardly (laughs) just kidding that's all right no um really we just um we got together on a few things the school board chairman came to us and came to me and said hey I think we've got some common ground we can work on. I said, all right. You know, my thing about it is, is that we got to be fiscally responsible. Mm -hmm. There's a million needs and, and and, as I say, the infinite number of needs and a a finite of of revenue, which means our tax dollars. And I'm not going to, I said, we're not going to raise taxes. And the big boys came to me and said, oh man, you can't say that. You know? And I I said, I said, well, I'm saying it because we're not going to raise taxes. Right. And, and we, we've kept our word and, and the reality is, it's kind of remarkable uh, the amount of progress we've made. There's new jobs, real jobs in our community. We haven't raised taxes, we haven't had layoffs, and we paid down debt. Mm-hmm. And that's just because we've been responsible. You look at all these other communities, I and mean, throw the Detroits and the um, Sacramento or wherever, whichever one got took over by the federal government, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, throw all those out. But it, not not in the mix because that that really secures the thing. But if you look at average size communities all across our country, they're in they're heavily in debt, they're they're raising taxes and they're not cutting any spending. And mm. it's just it, it's just like their the immaturity is unbelievable. And then then when somebody raises taxes, they they talk about what a great politician they are. And that there's nothing great about it. tax raising taxes are easy. I can go out and find a hundred different groups that I'm going to spoon feed them some tax dollars. But here's what happens when you raise taxes on the local level. You usually raise taxes on the local level and you you use that money, the initial money for one-time expenditures. You know, you'll build somebody a park, you'll build them, 
you know, you'll you'll put a curtain in their school um, auditorium or they'll build a fence somewhere and, and you do all that the first year. Yeah. The second year though, you've already paid for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And where does that money go? All it does is grow the machine. Mm-hmm. And that's what and I think a lot of people are trying to do that in government. And and these people you read I always joke in my office, I was like, I, I holler big sexy Michael Greider, my communication director. I said, what am I paying you for? I get these governing magazines and I'm never on the cover. And always the cover is, is this progressive big time spender. Right. You know, and, and right. you know, they'll never put a Tim Burchett on the cover of a magazine. Let, let me ask you something because there, you know, these schools that are be, that are coming into our community, of course, there's overcrowding in certain areas and, and we need more schools. We need, you know, more facilities. And I think that's a good thing. Um, but then you look at all these other things that are, what are considered needs and for instance um, my son and daughter go to a school that's in Knox County Bluegrass right. and that's a wonderful school wonderful school we love the people of Bluegrass and, and my wife they have their own TV station I believe <laughs> in the morning yeah the kids put on oh, a yeah, newscast they, oh, they really love, cool. my kids love that yeah but but here's my question and this is me speaking to the parents more than anything you know the school only has so much money to do things that they want to do because we're keeping taxes low. But but what I would say, and maybe Tim, you can reiterate this or think this is a good idea. Um, the parents, you know, that aren't involved in the PTA, now it's a PTO, we're turning to that. They should um, look at how they can give money and help to get the things in the classroom that are needed. Because right. well, you guys can't do it all. Well, there's a lot of foundations. And the reality is, if all the money that we said we put towards education mm-hmm. and roads went to that, right? I mean, Magnolia out here would be paved with gold or platinum, <laughs> and all our kids would be Phi Beta Kappas. We use that as the carrot, and it uh. never gets to them. And the bureaucracy and the administration, I think our administration, they always use this as an example. And, that, you know, and I go to these boring meetings, and I tell them, I'm not coming to another one. I said, if I walk in there and they start, and they were comparing our administration to other administrations across the country, I said, and if, if I come in there and you all are comparing ours, to, the size of ours, to like Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, the schools in Washington, D.C. or something like that, and, and I said, or, or, or Shelby County, I said, I'm walking out. I said, because, those, you know, you're comparing our model to a broken model. Mm-hmm. And, and what do I do? I walk in there, and what do they have? Washington, D.C., you know. And I said, look, this is a waste of time. Y'all are just going to come back and say we need more administration. We don't need any more administration. We need more classroom teachers is what we need. I mean, we've got them. Mm-hmm. I think we've got a, a good a good supply of them. But, uh, you know, we need to cut the fat, cut mm-hmm. the administration. You know, we've got a, a PR department in our school system. It's, over, it's almost a million dollars. You know what Knox County's is? I've got two people that do the whole county. And I'll guarantee you they run circles around them. Mm-hmm. They run circle. I mean, he's over there texting well, something. Yeah, right now. he's texting something right now. <laughs> you know, when I have a lunch with the mayor, and I'm and I have three TV stations, a radio, and a newspaper coverage, and a weekly newspaper coverage. Yeah. You know, and, and and they do some test score release, and you know, they put on some big, some big uh, um, program, mm-hmm. and, and and you know, and the word doesn't get out, and it's just, you know, it's it's just more bureaucracy, and we've got to have somebody in there. That's going to clean house. Let me ask you a question. To. This is this is something to do with school because you know these kids these days as they're growing up and they 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 look at 
the TV, the internet, whatever it may be, and maybe they're good at sports, and they see LeBron James making $25 million a year. They see Tom Brady making $15 million right. a year. They're never going to make that. They're never going to get into the NFL. But then the idea comes, well, why don't you become a teacher? And then that salary is, you know, forty if they're if they're lucky. Yeah. How do, how do we balance that as a as a society when we see, you know, teachers? I would say have a more difficult job I, I, than a ma- major league. Baseball I don't want player. you becoming a communist now yeah. because you're you're talking <laughs> communist propaganda when you, you know these kids <laughs> say, "Well, I make twelve dollars an hour scrubbing a commode, and the and the president of my company is making a million dollars." Well, right. go to school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like why well, should. You know, these people out here flipping burgers, they can't live on $15 an hour. Well, tell them to go to school and learn how to do something other than flip burgers. Right. You know. Um, That's a good I, point. I think uh, life is tough. When the when the power runs out at, at 501 Princeton Court, they'll come cut it off. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's nobody going to run, put it back on. We have got this uh, in this nation. We've just become a bunch of pansies, for lack of a better word. Um you know, these kids I think are, that's a good one. You know, these, yeah, <laughs> you know it, these kids are saying, "I, I can't, I don't want to pay my school loan back," and you know they're all rushing to Bernie Sanders or Hillary or whoever's promising free stuff. And let me tell you, it's going to run out, and, mm. and we've got to get past that. And, and nobody's calling them out for it. Is what kills me. You have mm. these college campuses where these professors preach this stuff, and eventually, it, you know, the trouble with socialism is eventually you run out of somebody's money to stop taking because they've run out of money. And, and somebody eventually has to answer the question, that what are we going to do and, and, and stop? We're just an entitlement nation. And there's entitlement. Sometimes it's worse, worse among the rich. And these guys are born on third base and thought they hit a triple. Mm-hmm. And then they come into, um, and, and they, they, you know, poor old me, they're, they're, something's going on. Well, get out and bust it like everybody else has to do it. And um, so – I don't well, I've gone to preaching. I no, I think I think you're right, and because if you look, like I've, I've pulled up this um, national debt clock. That's a live look at our national debt. Yeah, and you know we're at 19 trillion dollars, and you know the the difference between what we are exporting and what we are importing. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So well, we've sold out. Our politicians right. sell us out. The lobbyists sell us out. They're driving the price of gasoline down now, so they can run everybody out of business. That's doing these alternative fuels. And then what'll happen? Big oil will buy up those things, and then wow. and then the price will go back up, and they control it. Watch it. Watch what happens. So you know, fracking and everything. The environmentalists. I don't know if it's good or bad. I haven't studied it enough, but I'll guarantee you, when the price gets down to where it's not productive, which it is just about right now, mm-hmm. they'll go out of business. Big oil will buy up all those leases and the technology, and then the price will be up to three or four dollars a gallon because our politicians have no guts. We sell out to the foreign nationals. We fight wars over barrels of barrels of, bo- of, of oil and not American boys' blood. Mm. And and we we've got to get our priorities straight. And and nobody in Washington is saying that, and they're all afraid of the lobbyists. Yeah, and well, it's it's unfortunate. It really is. The few that are uh, get drowned out. Well, I'd like to talk more about politics actually in our next segment because we have an election going on right now, and I think I'd like to hear your words on it. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on, and we'll get to that in the next segment. But, you know, back to real quick to the schools because, you know, when I look at what you're doing and the way that you talk and how you 
um, are really the the true no BS express, if you will. And that's not the BS that you think, but yeah. you're telling the way it is. And there's a lot of people that, that are intimidated by that. And they're worried that, oh, well, well we can't say that because not everybody's going to like well, us. It, you, know? It, you know, and I'm not worried about that because I am saying it. And I know I speak the language of the, of the regular folks, which I am one of the regular folks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I hear it all the time. I'm at Wright's Cafeteria, I'm at Ball Market, I'm down here at Chandler's, I'm over here at Jackie's, mm-hmm. and, and just everywhere, the barbershop, and people tell me the same thing. You know, I don't always agree with you, but I appreciate where you stand, and we've got to get control of our money. Right. And I think that's a, that's a, a common thing anywhere you go, and, and nobody is articulating that, at least at, at this level. You don't see anybody articulating that on either side? No. Only person I do see articulating that is our own Congressman Duncan. I mm-hmm. mean, honestly, he, he's talked about it. You know, and I've said, I've said this many times. I've said if, if we don't have it, we can't spend it. And if we do have it, doesn't mean we have to spend it. And I think Jimmy Duncan understands that. He, yeah. hasn't, he hasn't voted yes on a, on a budget in probably oh, heck no. 30 years. I mean, you know, if, if they had, <laughs> Congress had voted how he had, we'd have a balanced budget now. And, and the sad truth is— you know, and Kasich was in town this past weekend at the Lincoln Day Dinner, and I sat and talked to him a little while. But he um, uh, he balanced the budget. We mm-hmm. had a balanced budget. We had our debt down to, I guess, zero. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? Who was in charge when it when it went out? Everybody thinks the Democrats? No. Republicans had the, had the presidency right. in both houses, and we blew trillions of dollars debt. Right. And that, and we've got to just, we've got to, you know, I don't care what party they say they're in. It, it's it, we got to start electing people that that have some common sense. Yeah, we need to stop building ahead, building it. bridges to nowhere and start building bridges <laughs> to, to our communities. Yeah. Right. Well, we only have thirty seconds left in this, so we just want to thank Tim for coming in, and we appreciate his candid words, and we definitely want to continue this conversation. So you guys need to come join us, but also don't forget go to thehousinghour.com and check out this show, past shows. You can actually even search for Tim Burchett. He's been on. This is his, I think, fourth time being on, third or fourth. Yeah. So you can listen to his other remarks and we love having them on so guys join us right after these messages the housing hour with kevin ray continues helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it again kevin ray Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, again, your host with Mark Griffith, executive producer and co-host. And we're here with the mayor of Knox County, Tim Burchett. And I know that there's a a fantastic project that is um, coming here to East Knox County. It's a business park, could create more than 2,000 jobs. That's exciting, isn't it? That's that's true. It's an incredible uh, opportunity for us. I was told by one of the local business people that is um, well-known through every throughout the country actually he told me that will be um, generational mm. what's happened there it'll be high-tech jobs um, environmentally you know it, back in the day we thought jobs you know smokestacks there's not a lot of smokestacks as you can see it's high-tech jobs right. we've had since we took office we've had millions and millions of dollars of investment in our community and in, in jobs and actually thousands of jobs have been created not that we stole from somebody else and these are new jobs new businesses that have come in that have expanded and um, 
and we're hoping that that Midway will be that way, and I suspect it will. It's going to be a it's a great opportunity for our area. And two, we talk about our kids having jobs that are out that that can live. You know, they grow up here, they go to school here, and they have to go somewhere else for a job, and that's going to help curb some of that. So I'm looking forward to that that getting underway. Yeah, and so it's going to be some somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,000 jobs is, is the estimate. And obviously there could be a little bit more, could be a little bit less, but that's what the projection is. And um, Well, the reciprocals from that will be even greater. Right. So, and, and the location, too, that's the nice thing is that you've got a great location. You know, businesses from, from throughout the southeast. The, Knox, Knox County, when you look at it on a map, why wouldn't you want your business to be here? You're right here at this corridor. It's incredible. Yeah, our biggest asset, though, when I they bring in all these people, and you know, and I take, and they always want to take them to some fancy restaurant. I try to take them someplace like Wright's Cafeteria because I want them to meet the people from the community, the people that I grew up with, people with their names on their shirts, people that look at you mm. in the eye and they shake your hand and say they're nice to meet you, and also the types that if you're broke down on the side of the road would be the first ones to stop and help you. And those are the kind of people that, that I represent here in this county and that, that continuously make it happen for us. Oh, man, I tell you, there's so much potential here. And, you know, one of the things I heard you saying, and I guess this was maybe a, um, an interview that I heard you talking about, but and you mentioned um, the, the rights cafeteria, going and having conversations with people. You know, what is missing in, in our government these days? Because you don't hear people going out and meeting with the public. You don't hear about people going out to Wright's Cafeteria or, you know, shaking people's hands. It just doesn't happen as much anymore. And I'm sure it happens frequently, but I don't hear of it. It seems like there's been a disconnect between well, uh, our leaders and— Yeah, that's part of it. That's, that's the voters' fault, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we elect these jerks that, that just come around on Election Day. And um, and that's probably jerks a little strong, but it just it ticks me off because we are we're like Pavlov's dog. I mean, they ring the bell and we start salivating, you know, and and that's what they do. They come around election year every two, four, six years and start um, and throw the red meat to us and like, yeah, 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 let's go with that. And then they get back in there and don't do a dadgum thing. And it just wears me out. Well, I mean, th- I, I, speaking I, I, of jerks, let's talk about this election coming up. All right. <laughs> well, um, that, that's what I was going to say because, yeah. uh, you know, people are getting tired of the career politicians that are in there. I, well, I, don't you think that's what's going on in this? Oh, yeah. Well, I tell you what it is. It's a disconnect with our party. Uh, I'm a Republican. I'm right. going to bash them. just so, But you see, really what's going on in our national thing now is, is people's dissatisfaction with the machine. You know, you've got the Democrats, even if Sanders, I don't think Sanders is going to win, but even if he did, he would lose because of the superdelegate situation. Right. To me, that is just a, a corruption of the system. It's an old political boss system, and nobody's willing to turn loose of the reins. In the Republican Party, the reason you're seeing the Trump train rolling, and um, there, I, there's no question, no question. In my opinion, that he's going to win is because the dissatisfaction. When I hear these arrogant, eighty-year-old, old white men in Washington representing my party, the party of Lincoln, talk about um, they talk about, you know, my party is just going crazy. It's not, well, that's the problem. It's not your party, mm-hmm. and 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 they, those clowns. Uh, you know, Mitch McConnell. I said it this a chamber thing the other day. Mitch McConnell doesn't speak for me. Jimmy Duncan speaks for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to hear any more about we need to spend some more money. We need to do this. We need to start cutting. We need to quit it. We need to quit being the world's peacemaker because every American boy's there's not a drop of American boy's blood that's worth 
a million gallons of blood of a million i mean excuse me a million gallons of oil mm-hmm. and and that's and and we just can't seem to to shake that we say you know we just but right now it, it's almost a revolution out there i think in the political process because you're just seeing you know they keep and trump keeps hitting on these issues that are concerned of people we're concerned about our jobs we're concerned about um the influx of of illegals coming in and they're here illegally quit being politically correct right and honestly if i was down there and i had my family in mexico i would hook or crook i'd get them i'd get them over here as fast as i could i'm not blaming those folks i'm blaming our gutless politicians for you know we we do business with mexico and they're thugs they're drug running thugs and they 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 come across the border they kidnap people and they go back over and the reason nobody in washington's raising cane is about the dollars we need the dollars we need those folks for service industries when i was in the legislature in uh in nashville i can remember we we got a, a memo from washington from the republican party saying you know go soft on the immigration we're going to pick those people's votes up because they're mostly hispanic most of those folks are hispanic and they're mm-hmm. going to vote pro-life we thought mm-hmm. and the democrats basically had the same memo but it said we're going to pick them up on the social programs so mm-hmm. in reality what are both parties what are both well what are both parties doing they're yeah. selling their right. their soul to mm-hmm. stay in power and i'm not about that if we get beat on principle let's get beat on principle mm-hmm. you know it's just one or the other i you know we are you concerned about like Trump being a dangerous no. uh, president? Heck, no. Mm-hmm. Everything he says, I, he's a. I mean, is trick. that how, is that how you can really go to the no, table? I, you know, everybody's everybody's. <laughs> well, that, that's what people respond to now. Right. We're we're so callous to everything until you're out uh, going for the juggler. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about your. Uh, you know, the emerging markets in China and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, we get up here and talk about that stuff. But the reality is folks want to know, am I going to be safe? And am I going to be able to provide a job? I mean, provide food for my family. And will I have a job? Mm-hmm. And and uh, all this other stuff is just emotional things to get to drive people to the polls. I heard Hillary Clinton on the radio um, the other day saying something about how um, she was walking the state with people who lost their kids to gun violence and police violence. I mean, she's attacking, openly attacking law enforcement. I tell you what, the next time you dial 911, tell them don't send the police, send the ACLU Mm. and see what you get. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You know, I I just, and, and, but, but Pavlov's dog, they ring the bell and they, they go for that base guttural instinct. The, the, they scrape the bottom of the barrel Mm. and, you know, and, and right now, they're, I don't, I'm not afraid of the Hispanic community. The Hispanic community are wonderful, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. They're hardworking. They're family. They're faith-based. But they, um, you know, they're just being used in all this, and, and it's, it's unfortunate. And how, I think how do you think Trump right. will do against uh, Hillary? I think she'll beat him. Beat her. I, I really do. I, I, I mean, I think, I think, I'm sorry. I think Trump will beat her. Okay. I really do. I, I hear the same complaints they said about Reagan when he was running. I just don't. I think when he gets down to it, I think your labor, yeah, they're going to sit, they're going to tell their members, but when it gets down to it, their labor people are saying, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Most union people I know, they go to church on Sunday, they like to do a little hunting and fishing, and, uh, and they want to keep their jobs. And NASCAR just uh, endorsed Trump. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, huge. It's done. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. It, it's all, and two, what does a president do, really? Right. Two things, and we're going to reap that unfortunately because we keep putting these mediocre republicans and i keep reading about 
who was our nominee last time? Um, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, the Republican nominee. Keep talking about him talking about getting back in the race. Only person talking about him getting back in the race is him. Is he? <laughs> and that egomaniac. That yeah. egomaniac needs to stay home and shut up. There you I go. mean, he, you know, he, he put in socialized medicine in his state. He is just, you know, that's that's part of the problem with the party right now. Is we keep putting these boneheads up because oh, they paid their dues. I don't care about them paying their dues. I want somebody that's going to pursue issues that I'm concerned about. Yeah, that's and, right. And, and, and the and, people who are pursuing those type of issues are like Jimmy Duncan, the people that are probably not yeah, going to run for I don't president. need a splash. I don't need some guy. In a, any guy and I've said this before. Anybody gets up there in a Brooks Brothers suit, takes their coat off and rolls their sleeves up and says, well, I'm one of you, yeah. is not one of me. Well, I like your Brooks Brothers suit that you have right now. I Brooks Brothers. I I'm just kidding. Um, where did I get this, Michael? That, um, uh, John H. Daniel. There you made go. Made right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. I love it. I love it. It's a nice suit, actually. Thank um, you. Yes, guys, it is. Thank we're going to continue this conversation with the mayor right after these messages. Don't touch Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour and we're talking about who's going to call the White House home here in just a year or so. And, you know, it's an interesting time in um, political, I guess, this this year is a big time for, for politics. And um, we've been talking a little bit about Donald Trump. And we were talking about the presidency. And, and, and Tim, you know, one of the things that people may or may not know, the president, you know, they, they don't have complete control of every single aspect of the government, obviously. That's why we have the balance of powers. It's not as if J- Donald Trump is going to be you know, running the military solely upon his own self. He right. can't just go out there like on The Apprentice and tell somebody that they're fired. Right? Yeah, I, you know, he'll probably have some frustration with that. But really, a, a president does a couple of things. They set the national mood, mm-hmm. the national tone. And and really, the most important thing and longstanding is, is these federal judges. Everybody focuses on the Supreme Court. But these lower judges are just super super important to what goes on it molds what's going on and uh and in our communities and our state and our nation and i don't think people realize that i mean some of these judges that obama has appointed are dangerous Mm -hmm. they really are and i can remember um jimmy carter a judge that he appointed every single thing that he's he passed was overturned every single ruling and so i mean you talk about talk about something that could have long-term effects. Now, if they get a hold of the White House and they get a Supreme Court justice and they they tip things, I mean, you could see a lot of things change in our country. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you've really got activist judges now. They're taking on things that they weren't supposed to take on. Court, you know, cases, they make rulings. They go step way outside their bounds. And, um, and honestly, uh, we... We can't afford that anymore. That's the long-term effects. You know, people are so politically correct these days, and I think that's one of the things that Donald Trump is striking the chord with Americans is because he says things that you just are just like, I can't believe he said that. And and that's one thing that really I feel like your yeah. your tone is very much saying what you feel, and Donald Trump does that. Whether you like him or not, he definitely says what's on his mind. Right. And, and that's, uh, you know— I, 
the national media is, is on the attack, the RNC, Republican National Committee, because they're afraid of losing power. Right. And let me tell you, folks, their power has given us trillions of dollars in debt. And just like the Democrats, they're not about what's best for America. They're best about what's best for the, for the people they represent, the legislators, mm-hmm. and keeping them in power. And we can't afford to do that anymore. Do you, do you believe in uh, free speech for um, the media as long as they don't come across and, and slander someone? I do. I do. But I've been slandered by the media. And there's no – there's no. Mm. since I'm a public official, they've ruled – the courts have ruled that I – and I think it was um, Larry Flint versus Jerry Falwell. Mm. They ruled <laughs> that um, – oddly enough yeah. – um, uh, they they ruled that that basically I'm fair game because mm-hmm. I'm a public official. I'm in the public eye. They can say what they want to about me. You know, it's very disturbing to my wife and my eight year old daughter to have to read. Congratulations, some of that by the yeah, way. Thank you very much. Um, a I beautiful was, bouncing sixty pound, six pound eight. Yeah, <laughs> that eight was year old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, um, my wife's a widow, and and yeah. as, as we Isabel and I say, her daddy's in heaven, yeah. and, and I'm just sort of hanging on. I'm, I'm going to have her for about the next 85 years and then yeah. then she gets to get reunited with him but that's awesome but but we um you know i, I lost my train of you were talking sorry you're talking about liable and yeah. you were talking about larry flynn I think. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I, you know i mean he's, <laughs> Just a, he's a dirt bag yeah. but but honestly the um uh well yeah, i just Trump don't i just that. don't maybe you know i don't know all these and you know the elitist and everybody's gonna jump on the bandwagon and jump on him on this but but it's speaking from somebody who's who's really had their life turned upside mm-hmm. down by very vindictive members of the media. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's tough being out there fighting them, and I think people are responding to that also. Yeah, because you you yeah. know, I mean, when I get, I mean, it, 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 Fox is to the right, MSNBC to the left. You know, there, there's no. It's, it's so obvious what's going on with mm-hmm. them, right. and it's it's all they're doing. Is, they can I, say anything they want. Right. All they're doing is selling memberships, and unfortunately, the American public's buying those memberships. Yeah. You know, I don't have network television in my house. I don't watch the local news. I don't read the newspaper unless it comes into my office, and we don't buy it. The count and the mayor's office doesn't buy it, mm-hmm. and so um, you can get your news from the Housing Hour. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I get it from Twitter, and I, you know, honestly, if I want to know what's going on in the world. I go to Wright's Cafeteria because mm-hmm. those little old ladies put their finger in my face and tell me what's going on. <laughs> and, Tim, one of the things when I hear you you speak, you sound – you're you're a politician. You're, sure. you're a professional. But you yeah, have that, that – you have that Trump – that Trump attitude where well, you just I don't have gonna, his money I don't you know and I don't know about his belief system honestly well I, I met with him when he was here we, we <laughs> had a, we had a nice conversation um, he was actually more interested in my Isabel her sock was stuck down in her little boot and he was interested in what she was doing more than he was interested to talk to me and that that spoke a little more about really Personal. who he was away from it the cameras and all the all the the nonsense but yeah. but I think what we're going to end up in this country, if we're not careful, is is a bunch of politically correct pansies, which is really what we're producing right now. Right. So when are you going to run for these national offices? I don't. I'm, I'm mayor for the next how much longer, Michael? Two and a, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. I didn't run for mayor to run for something else. There's some things I wanted to accomplish, and there's a couple of things left I'd like to see accomplished, and we're working on those. And, um, and, you know, and I pray about it. I make a decision. People always ask me, you know, and, and I tell folks, look, I'm a Christian. I'm not a very good one. I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm not your role model Christian. You guys are role models. Big Sexy over here, he's a role model. He's involved in With a name like Big Sexy? Well, you can't, I mean, look at him. You can't, you can't resist him. Yeah, you, know, you can. 
but he, um, uh, you know, he is a role model. He gets mm-hmm. involved in community stuff. He gets in these these. Do, as I call them, do good or organization. And he actually does good with them, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and people like that are role models. I am not a role model. I'm a politician, and I understand. But I have a belief system, and you know. And I pray about things. And I tell folks, God just hasn't spoken to me yet. And they always freak out. And they say, Oh, I say, Well, God doesn't speak to you. Doesn't Tim? You need to run for mayor. You know, it, it's it's like this. You're falling off a roof, and you say, God help me. And then the nail catches your pant leg. You say, mm-hmm. never mind, God, I got it. Yeah, right. Not knowing that God put that nail there. I, the, my example of that is, and I know I'm rambling, but no, it's, 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 it's a true story. I wrote, I ride around when it snows, and, and uh, I ride around those salt trucks with those guys because I want them to know that I appreciate what they do and that, that I'm not going to take them for granted. And I need to know if, if the equipment and things like that, because, you know, you hear stuff, but I want to see it. I'm a hands-on kind of guy. So I'm out there. And then we had a, it was a well-publicized, we had, they had a wreck. I mean, the dadgum the, salt truck when it was going off a cliff. Yeah, right. And there's a picture of it, and it's leaning, and there's just one tree right there that's holding it. And, and that whole line of 150 feet over this cliff, and I looked down, and there was a dead deer carcass down there. I thought, wow, that's a bad omen. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, we, and that, that tree caught us. If that tree hadn't been there, if God hadn't planted that tree 65 years ago, that it, that, you know, I'd be a dead man right oh. now. I could have been wow. dead because that, that guy that was driving, he's a pretty big old boy. He'd probably either squish me or a <laughs> skull can or a jack handle or something would have crashed my my fat head. But and I, and I told the news. I said, you know, I said if God hadn't been, they all laughed. And I said, no, I'm serious. I mean, I believe, you know, I believe what the scripture says. You know, he knows how many hairs are on your head, and if a bird falls from the sky, mm-hmm. you know, I believe that. I honestly believe that stuff. And 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 right now, God has not told me what I need to do. Yeah, I it's think you should run step. for governor. Well, you got to. Oh, you I'm, I'm a, telling you, you have. If you can find me a billionaire that'll support me, we might yeah. do that. Well, well look, hey, governor, governor is maybe gonna be Donald an Trump will. Nah, or maybe that lady who yelled at LeBron James. She's a billionaire. Well, <laughs> Did you hear about that? No, no. <laughs> see, that was on the national news. I don't watch the national oh, news, okay. but uh, um, I'm just kidding you. But no. Um, anyway, running for governor is an interesting scenario. You've got. Three grand divisions, yeah. but but um, middle and west Tennessee are uh, they're completely different in East Tennessee. Right. Traditionally, East right. Tennessee, you, if you're a Republican, you better have over a million more votes coming over the plateau because mm. you'll you'll lose. I mean, they'll steal them in Shelby County. Right. So you just you go that direction. But it, but Tennessee is is coming more and more conservative. Yeah, but I think if you went down, if you went to Shelby County and rolled up your sleeves and where wore that suit right there people would believe in what you're selling because what you're selling is truth and i don't think that people have really had the truth been yeah, spoke to them I, well i appreciate you saying that but you, it, it, but those races are not cheap yeah Mm-mm. and in travel in this state it's shaped like a cigar and you really have to have I, i've got to have at least one billionaire behind me that can help well maybe, me maybe hey. we'll start a super pack or something exactly yeah. put your corduroy <laughs> shirt on and let's start walking no, I'm all right doing, i've got a car heart i'll wear but i, I ain't it, it was a flannel it was a flannel sorry whatever I saw, well i saw senator alexander at rights the other day so yeah i was um oh he hangs out there huh? yeah he does didn't he just endorse was it rubio i rubio, believe yeah and so did haslam yeah so who are you endorsing <laughs> i'm not endorsing anybody god had spoke to you i'm endorsing tim burchett there you go well we have and what i do i don't i don't you know and i'm not big about you know i i I got out in the um 
I endorse the law director, um, Bud. Bud Armstrong, because Bud's my friend, and mm -hmm. I feel like the machine's kind of running against him right now, and I don't, I don't, I like a fair fight. Yeah. Do you ever go on the WBR thing with uh, John Becker? Yeah, they have me on there periodically. It's um, <laughs> usually when they have their best ratings or when I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have one last segment, a very short one, but we'll be right back after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Our boys are back in the studio today. Tim Burchett here. And um, I wanted to get your opinion. I know that the state is uh, passing a law. It's the anti, I can't remember what it's called, but it, it basically was um, a response to um, people feeling that Christianity didn't get its fair shake in school. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do a little bit. I spent 16 years in the legislature, and um, and bills like that come down the pike. You know, I, I you know, I guess I'm not the best example. I, I send I send my daughter to CAK. I want right. her to have a Christian education. And I've stated many times, uh, you know, my daughter is not a social experiment for yeah. some. And, and she's not going to be a decimal point on somebody on Wall Street's portfolio, and 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 we've got great teachers, we've got great schools. We don't have the problems that they have in other areas of our country with mm -hmm. what's going on in our school system. But saying that, and I think Christians need to stand up and 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 be counted. You don't have to be a uh, an arrogant or a or, or a jerk about it or be cocky. Right. I think Jesus was all about that. I think he was he was more of a, a sympathetic kind of person, but. But when you're talking about our kids, I think it, it's it's important to take a stand. And and um, but I, I don't like somebody. You know, it's almost like, hey, we're Christians and we're going to beat y'all up. You know, I mean, I, don't, I just don't think that's cool. I don't think right. that's what Jesus wants you to do. Right. And, but I think you need to take a stand. And unfortunately, we have not. We have not taken a stand. And that's what's going on in our country. If my dad told me this before he died, he said, there's nothing in this country that couldn't be fixed if preachers would just preach the gospel. Mm. You know, if they would just preach the gospel and quit with all this, you know, get rich quick stuff. There's nothing wrong with having money. The more money you have, the more you can do with it. But, you know, and, and I mean, you know, there's a lot of financial wisdom in the Bible. You know, the, 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 lend, the, um, the borrower is slave to the lender. I mean, you know, on mm -hmm. and on. That's why I've, I paid off my house. I said, man, we're getting out, baby, we're getting out of debt. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stroke this interest anymore. And we sold sold property, sold toys, sold everything I had, and we got out of debt because in two and a half years, I don't know where I'll be. I could be out mowing yards. <laughs> I sure as heck don't want a monster yeah. house debt for my That's the family. unfortunate thing, Mark, is that somebody like him – he, I could see him doing that. A talent, and he just says, you know what, I'm just going to go do I this. I think he'd be a foreman for a landscape crew. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I would. Well, there's this Hispanic fella in my neighborhood. <laughs> I used to see him. He had this old ratty pickup truck, and it was him and his boy. And um, uh, and he he had a um, uh, a couple years back, and now I see him. I saw him the other day. He's got his name on the side of his truck, driving around an air-conditioned truck, and he's got a whole crew working. That's awesome. That's the American it. dream. Yeah. The, the American dream is, is owning a home. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, with these interest rates as crazy low as they are now. They're, they're, and, and if folks, Thank you for replugging yeah, us that's after awesome. you just threw us under the bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to make that clear. That, you know, it, it, right now is the time to do it. You know, I mean, I yeah. inherited a lot of things, so I had to make some decisions. My decision was a little little different than most folks. Um, yeah. But, um, 
anyway, I just it's it's a good time to to get out there because I think I think too you know we don't really see a uh, we see job growth and things like that, but in this community right now, there's a lot of great things going on. Mm-hmm. And people are people are able to get out and do things that they couldn't do before. Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, the American dream is owning a home, and and um, when you're when you're a renter, that's a sucker's bet. I totally because, agree. You know, and I'm because I'm trying to I'm trying to buy some rental property. Mm-hmm. You know, because it is it, it's where it's at. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just crazy right now. Yeah. And 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 folks are. Um, you know, clamoring. folks, he's allowed to do that. He is a citizen of the United States. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I tell you, Tim, I think it's great that you come on here. And I got to like six of my 20 topics. That's okay. Well, hit your um, light. What's your most important one? No, it was the school prayer. It was, okay. and I didn't really get to hit on that, but I just wish that there would be more openness to school prayer because I think that we see all these things happening in our communities, like in our schools. And I think one of the missing elements is if we could bring prayer back in. I know they do it out by the flagpole and all that, but that was it. And we don't have time to talk about it really, but I mean, I'm sure that you would agree that, you know, spirituality could be a benefit to our Absolutely. kids. Look what's happened to our public schools since we kicked prayer out. Right. That's I mean, kind of where just, I was just going crazy what's yep. going on. And that, you know, we're afraid and ashamed to be Christians. And I just, you yeah. know, what's it say in the Bible about you did not deny me for man on the deny you for the gates of heaven. Yeah. And people need to realize that. That's that, right. That's some real words and that's strong. That's true. Well, that was a great way to end. And we want to thank Tim um, and his team for coming in, being on the housing hour today and continue to listen, share this show with friends and family. Thank you so much, Tim, for coming in. And thank you to Mark, our co-host and our wonderful um, DJ in there, Dave. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time right here on the housing hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know. So come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.